I'm Tanner Olson, and this is the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Here we talk about hope and heaviness, creating and continuing joy and sorrow, life and God, questions and answers, and everything in between. This is a podcast where you were invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I am just happy to be here, and I'm just happy that you are here as well. As always, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Before we jump into this week's episode, I did want to mention that I've been writing like crazy. If you follow me online, you might have seen this, but I've been sharing a couple blogs a week on my website. It's been it's been fun to not just write poetry, but to write features and blogs and stories. So if you're looking for some longer reads, go ahead, check out writtentospeak.com and click the blog tab. You're going to be, well, honestly, you're going to be overwhelmed. There's a lot there, but uh, it's been really, it's been really fun to stretch the creative muscle in a different direction these days. On today's episode, I'm joined by author and poet Brittany DeSalvo. She recently released her first book of poetry titled Sincerely Light. It's a beautiful book of poetry and hope, something that you won't want to miss. We did have a little bit of technical difficulties during the episode, but hang with it. Brittany has some absolutely wonderful insights about writing and poetry and life. All right, let's not waste any more time. Here is my conversation with Brittany. All right, Brittany. Thanks yes. for being on the podcast. Oh, when so when someone asks you what you do for a living, what do you tell them? Oh man. I well now I want to change my answer because I just thought of something really concise. <laughs> I go with um, both. It's a podcast. You're supposed to talk for a while. Uh, well, I guess the most concise thing that I just thought I'll share in a minute, but I spend my time in a Montessori classroom and at a local French bakery uh, where I get to make coffee and, and to talk about pastries that I personally do not make. Um, but in the classroom, I work with a lot of children who I am delighted to be involved with and I spend a lot of my life writing and I'm a very social being so I guess most concisely you could say that I pay attention whether it's to the children and what their need of the moment is or to um, what sort of design I want to make in a latte or um, just all the fine-tuned details that uh, I notice and want to write about or discover more. Um, so yeah, that's that's a nutshell. I uh, I've asked that question to a lot of people over the last year, having them on the podcast, and everyone's answer is a good answer. Everyone's answer is a different answer, mm -hmm. but I think that might be my favorite answer. It's just <laughs> to say, like, what do you do for a living? Well, I pay attention, and I met you eleven minutes ago. This is yeah. our first time talking, and. Yeah. 
even though I've only known you for that amount of time, I would say, yeah, that's true. Even though we're over a Zoom call, I can just, I can tell like that's something about you. It's like, you're not distracted. Uh, me, on the other hand, I think I have like self-diagnosed ADD or whatever it is. And I am just like, I'm all over the place. And I'm, I, I, most days I have to work to be right where I am. And in a lot of the yeah. things that I write and a lot of the things that I tell myself and a lot of things that I pray, pray about is just slowing down and being still and to be able to pay attention. And I think as a writer, to be a good writer, I think you have to be able to pay attention. Yeah. I think those kind of go hand in hand. I'm sure you can be a bad writer and not pay attention, but I think like, <laughs> I think you can, but I think kind of what, you know, to, to be, a, when, when I, when I get to talk with students at school and they're like, you know, what is it like to be a writer? Or like, how do you become a better writer? And what I yeah. say is your job is to really investigate the world and to look around and to see mm -hmm. what's happening around you. And then you get to write about that. And so you'd summed it up very well. Just pay attention. Just yes. pay attention. <laughs> is that something that you teach your students when you talk about writing with them? Oh, good question. Um, so the age I get to work with is three to five. And most of what is entailed is I give them questions. So mm -hmm. there isn't a, a lot of writing or reading that mm -hmm. they're doing at this point, at least on page, but they are reading life. They are reading each other. They're reading the environment. They're reading my emotions and <laughs> my voice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I give, I prompt them with questions. Um, mm -hmm. did, did you notice this or what do you think is going to happen if you put this bigger block on top of that smaller block? Um, and just in, instead of telling them what's going to happen, like turn on their, um, their focus to that detail that I hope for them to see. And that's one, one little example. And if you, and if you're doing that with your students, you're probably doing that as you write or even just as you navigate, navigate the world. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I like that. Let's talk about your book. This is your first book, Sincerely Light, right? This is your first book, correct? It is. It is. Yes. And it's out May 9th. And I'm excited right. about it. I got to read through it last night. And oh. I did. I broke my rule. Usually with books of poetry, I'm like, you just got to kind of like take it a page or two at a time and then sit with it. Page. And I was like, nope. I have to read it all time. <laughs> I'm just going to read it all tonight. And so oh. I just like de devoured it. And it's, it's really, it's really calming. It's very, mm. I'm trying not to say the word good, but I'm trying to say it is good without saying the word good. So I'm trying to be very poetic <laughs> here. So give me a second, but it's very, it's yeah. very calming and um, inviting. And mm. I think when a book does those two things, it's hard not to say that it's a good book. Um, so I hope you're really proud of it because I really enjoyed reading through it. And it's a very different style of poetry than like the style that I write or the style that I'm used to. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's good. Would you, before we talk about the book, would you read a poem from the book? Yes. Um, 
so one of the first poems in the book is called what light cannot but tell and that one i think encapsulates the title um pretty well and is a good introduction to what's to come but the poem goes the mount is sonnet laden and with oh man i have so many versions of this poem by the way <laughs> that i unfortunately have them all stored in my memory bank <laughs> oh oh no that's a tough place to store anything <laughs> mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start that over <laughs> Yeah, I would say I would say I can edit that part out, but we're not that kind of podcast. Everyone here is very relaxed. This is a good place to yes. be. Yes, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, we can let that be. Um, yeah, the poem is the mount is sonnet laden with mm -hmm. precise artful design. The dust of earth, the breath of wind and water, each entwine. The measure of the beauty etched into the mountain's crown weaves with rooted wisdom and the company of clouds. Their linkages of brilliance binding lyrically therein form firm and fragile architectures that whisper what whispered them. The unencumbered land arrays a wild elegance elaborated by a tongue of holy eloquence. Gathered waters in their rest reflect the sky's expanse, echoing the vast refrain that quells and re-enchants. We are a soliloquy, amusing, rich with prose, scribed with ageless wisdom by benevolence aglow. We move within a living poem, ever does it spell, what words could never wrap around, what light cannot but tell hot dang <laughs> that's a good poem and i uh it was nice because we're over a, we're over a zoom call right now so i just felt like you're just like reading this over me which was very <laughs> very calming so I, I feel like you could add that to what do you do for a living as you pay attention and you calm people down um <laughs> the, what was the title of that poem again? What light cannot but tell. I I like it for a lot of reasons, but what I kind of pulled from it is um, the the truth that we are poetry, but we're also like poetry wrapped up in a in a greater poem is what yeah. it feels like. Um, yeah. how how does your relationship with God? play into the things that you write and the things that you create? Mm, I love that question. And oh, there's so much I could say to that. Um, my, my compass and my favorite thing is to know him. And there's so much, there's just so much to discover of him. And it, it feels like this this honor and this um, endeavor of love to search him out um, through who he is, by what he has made, through who he has made, and um, just his his thought about it all. Um, and I I think writing 
for me is like a chem lab and I'm testing, <laughs> testing the things I think and seeing, I mean, I think there's a verse in Job that says the ear tests words like the palate tests food. Mm. And so this is like me um, just sifting out like what's, what's true and um, of who he is, what's true of who we are. And um, every, every single time I put pen to the page, I, I wonder something I've never wondered before. And that, then it feels like I have this, um, this beautiful privilege and responsibility to continue searching that out for, for myself, for, to share with others. Um, and that, I mean, that's, that's the beginning of it. <laughs> Do you feel that like when you, when you write, it's like this form of worship? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think it's like pretty easy for, for some people to like look over of like, um, no, this is how you this is how you worship but i think uh maybe coming from it from this like creative standpoint of like no it's like everything that we get to do is a form mm -hmm. of worship and then when we get to put those those thoughts those reflections those prayers into words it's like i don't know for <laughs> me that is where i feel most alive most seen most like known is when i'm sitting with a with like a blank document and i'm just like and the words are just coming, which I wish would happen more often than it does. But, you know, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, there is that there is that um, there's that peace with sitting with the, the the thoughts and the questions and the things that we know to be true as well. And to, to call mm -hmm. those out, like even in, in, in like your, 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 your poetry, your words are so descriptive and so reflective. It is to say, uh, it is one way of saying, God, I have seen what you have done. Mm -hmm. I'm paying attention and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Would you, would you tell us a little bit of the, the title of the book? This title is Sincerely Light. Where did that come from? Ooh, good question. So, um, it came from the middle of my quarter life crisis. <laughs> uh, I'd say seven, seven or eight years ago. Um, yeah, I was living in the Nashville in Nashville area at the time, going through a really difficult, heart wrenching season, and um, that phrase that just dropped in my mind one day and wouldn't leave, and I didn't like it because <laughs> it seemed dissonant with where I was. Um, and, but and it, it came to me as, as though saying like, I have, as though it were like the voice of God saying, there's, there's a, a warmth for you here. There's, uh, there's light for you here. Um, and, and it also just brought so much hope to me as if to say like, like, so, like someday I'm going to be on the other side of this and I'll see that the life I've lived is as a letter and it's signed with light. It's signed sincerely light and there's a love to that. And, and I needed to trust that the same light 
that was going to bring me to the end of the letter was also the author of it at that time when it felt more dark than light. Um, and so I played around with that idea and it just like that, that phrasing wouldn't leave me. And, um, it made its way into a lot of the things I wrote mm -hmm. afterwards, just cause I have a fascination with light and trees and, um, bright countenance and all sorts of light related things but that's that's the beginning of it i like that it's it's fun to ask people hey like you know why did you name the book this why did you name this thing this because the the name of something means so much more to like the author or the creator of it i know like if i go through my books i mean i can, I can tell you exactly why i named it this and this is <laughs> one of my books is titled walk a little slower and i titled yeah. it that because i knew like I was going to be seeing this book for the rest of my life. I knew that I was. So every yeah. time I see that book, I'm re I'm reminded of the thing that I know I need to be reminded of, which is walk a little slower to kind of slow down, to yeah. kind of lean into like what is happening in and around all of that. Um, yeah. What was the process? What was the process like creating this collection? Was this like written over years or years or were you just like, no, like I am going to write a book of poetry and here's what's going to be in it. Mm, good question. Yeah. So some of the poems in Sincerely Light are nine, 10, 11 years old. Um, and I never, I didn't set out to title a book Sincerely Light and then fill in the blanks. I've been, mm writing poetry for about 20 years and um, that a lot of them seem to cluster themselves into thematic arrangements on their own um, but with the idea of sincerely light I I just I just have so much to say about light <laughs> um, but it wasn't <laughs> until and it has so much to say for itself and um, yeah, it wasn't until I had a conversation with my grandfather, January of 2022, and I said, would you like to see some of the poems I've written? Could I send you those at some point? And he said, well, sure, send them my way. Um, and after that conversation, I spent the next four or five hours compiling a bunch of poems I was really eager to share and realized, oh, I think I have a book. I think I have an actual book on my hands. <laughs> so that that was the beginning. That was January 2022. And then in August, I began the publishing process. Yeah, it, that's so exciting. I, I, I think and you'll you probably have had a lot of conversations like this and you'll probably have a lot more conversations about publishing and releasing a book of like, Cannot can, someone's gonna say, well, can I do that? Or they'll wonder if they can. And I think, like, as you can see, like, yeah, you can, you can do it. You just kind of take that time and find out the things that you've written or what you want to write about. Um, I think that's one of my biggest messages to others because they see somebody put a book on, like, I don't think I could ever do that. And I just want to mm -hmm. be like, buddy, if I did it, <laughs> you could, like, you could do it too, you know. And yeah. and to be able to do, it, and it's like, it's it, it looks. It is, a, it is a lot of work, but it, for me, at least a long time ago, I was like, oh, there's no way that I could ever do that. And now it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, like you can. And there's like great purpose 
in, in, in doing so as well. Um, who has, who has influenced your writing style? Like who are some of your favorite poets and, and creators? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, first of all, my favorite poem, um, I can't believe I have a favorite poem because I love so many things <laughs> and so many kinds, but, um, there's a poem by the title of the lark ascending by George Meredith. Okay. And it's 122 lines. Um, and it's all about hearing a bird sing. And it is one of the most like just worshipful, staggering, enchanting things I've ever heard. I aspire to memorize it. I'm, a, I'm about two thirds of the way there. Um, and it, it just takes my breath away every single time. Um, and it's, it's very, um, it rhymes and the rhythm is so precise and fluid. I have a percussive background and I did a uh, drum line in high school. So that, that cadence is in, in my, in my bones <laughs> and, um, some and even in what light cannot but tell it was a lot of that was inspired by like i was like man like it'd be cool if this is 122 lines long but but i think i i got what i needed in seven stanzas <laughs> i think i think i can yeah. just let that be <laughs> yeah um and then yeah there are others who i'm really mesmerized by there's an artist a musician by the name of john lucas um a lot of his a lot of his imagery and wording um, I've written on my walls of my home <laughs> and um, they just they just have a way of lingering with me and staying with me and meeting me where I didn't know I needed to be met. So those are a couple. That's good. Those are good. Uh, before I ask the next, next question, would you share another poem with us? Uh, yes. Um, there's one that's really been stuck in my head lately <laughs> called storehouses. Um, yeah, I'll just get into it. Storehouses walk upon the earth. Perhaps you are near one now and surely you are one now. You breathing cellar, aging with the blood red wine of life. Look longer into the faces of your neighbors. This is grain. Memorize the stories in their eyes. They are wine and let them see what hope and woe are pressing out of you. Pour it out like water from the stone. Harvest from the field that love has sown. Feed upon what faithfulness has grown and drink the cup of honor till it seeps into your bones. All it needs is a humble home. Scatter your stores like thunder across barren fields, just as the cloud-crashed song drums its echoes into the pores of the earth. Let your love be a storm over thirsty ground, a light pulsing through the veins of darkened skies. Oh, dang. That's good. <laughs> um... There was one line in there. Hope and woe are pressing out of you. Mm -hmm. Also, for, the, for those who are listening, let me just tell you, when I asked Bernie to read a poem, 
she kind of puts her head down and then starts talking because the words are just inside of you, which I consider myself to be a professional poet. Okay. And when I go and do events at places and share poetry, like I have to read it because it's a lot of words and my mind is busy. Uh, I don't know how you just memorize, how you soak these up. What is your, how do you memorize? Teach me. <laughs> oh, I, I will say that I don't really know. <laughs> I have a friend who tells me. Well, that's not, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's always like, oh, Brittany, you have a sticky brain. <laughs> And, um, and I always say, well, well, you have a sticky heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, just kind of the same, like, if you watch a movie, can you quote it back the next day? Some, some things of it. Some things yeah. of it, yeah. Um, but it just depends. It really just depends. Some things I've tried to memorize. Mm -hmm. And... and haven't tried but they're there they're there <laughs> i can go back or uh, i think that one of the biggest ways that uh god talks to me is from my like long-term memory bank from things mm. that aren't even recent some sometimes it'll be a song or a proverb or um something paul said that'll just be playing in my mind like a record and um it's, it's how I get around. I'm really, uh, he really knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. he does that. Uh, when it comes, like for me, when it comes to like writing and remembering things, it's a lot of like, oh, I need to take a picture of this so that I can remember it later on. Or it's like uh, a lot of just notes in my phone or in my notebook of like, oh, you want to write mm -hmm. about this. So you want to remember this, uh, write this down right now. Or else like it's going to get lost. <laughs> it's going to be gone. And so I spend a lot of time I think, whereas it kind of sounds like you get to, with your sticky brain, you get to just pay attention and sit and be, and I'm like this gatherer where I'm like, oh, that was good. I need to take that. I need to grab that. I need to hold on to it, uh, which is a little bit, you're calming and I'm a little chaotic. So that's, at least we got that kind of, kind of playing off each other, which is good. Um, well, that was a beautiful poem. I, I'm excited to get a physical copy of the book because I think when I get it, I'm going to be able to do a lot of underlining a lot of stars, a lot of exclamation points next to things because it's just, it's good. Like listening to you read it is like drinking wine. And uh, that's not a bad thing at all. To close, I want to, uh, I want to play a game called finish the sentence. And so the way that the game works okay. is I'm going to start the sentence and you're going to finish it. Very, very difficult. First one. Are you ready? Awesome. Okay. First one okay. is, the perfect breakfast is? Steak. <laughs> Steak. Yes. <laughs> All right, say yes. more. <laughs> um, yeah, with life as I know it lately, I've been meal prepping less, but doubling more. So I'm prepping dinner and breakfast and i am i just am so much healthier a human if i eat a really hearty breakfast <laughs> and so lately my favorite thing has been making philly cheesesteak bowls over rice and having those for breakfast and it just does my soul <laughs> okay 
okay, but do you have like, do you have coffee with this or is this like an orange juice thing or like water? Like, what do you? Yeah, totally, totally. Coffee with chocolate yes. milk and whipped cream and salt. That's my drink of choice. You know, okay, so I've known you for like 40 minutes now and I feel like you just kind of know what you're doing. Like, you're just like, these are the rules I'm playing by, by my own rules and it's working out really well for you. Um, all right, here's another one. <laughs> I would tell my eighth grade self that. Mm. <laughs> People aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. <laughs> Some really good advice, not just for people who are in eighth grade, but for people who are just currently breathing. Uh, yes, yes, I uh, <laughs> I hear that very much, very well. Um, all right, <laughs> I don't know much but I know for certain that. Uh, <laughs> wow. I make my bed every day. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> it works. It's an answer. Well, you have fin you have finished the sentence. It, it is an answer. Yeah. All right, but that makes this next one pretty difficult because this next prompt is, when I wake up tomorrow, I will. Ooh, snooze. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then make my bed and then stay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> snooze, make bed, eat snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the title. That's the title of your next book, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. How did you All know? Right. <laughs> Last one. Okay. Sincerely Light by Brittany DeSalvo is. Happening? <laughs> it's I love happening. It. I love it. It's <laughs> happening. Uh, yeah. Before you go, can you share... <laughs> Uh, with the listeners where they can find your work, where they can get your book and anything else that you want to say. Yeah. So it is on Amazon. Um, there's more behind the book, more uh, blogs to be found on my own personal website, BrittanyDeSalvo.com. Um, the subtitle my fellow Montessorians enjoy is a lyrical record of foraged observations because um, so much of the Montessori method is about observing and um, yeah 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 that's all I'll say about that <laughs> but <laughs> on um, my website we'll delve into it all a little more cool awesome well Brittany first of all congratulations on the book it's excellent and I cannot wait for thank people you. to get it uh, and it was really nice to meet you. So thank you so much for your time and for joining me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Huge thanks to Brittany for joining me on this episode. I absolutely loved talking with her and I'm such a fan of her, of her poetry. Make sure to check out the show notes to find 
where you can follow Brittany, but also where you can grab her book, Sincerely Light. Before we move on to the next thing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review if you would like or if you haven't done so yet. And then again, check out the show notes. Grab a, grab a copy of Brittany's book. Special thanks to Matt Daring for creating the music for this episode. Again, you can visit writtentospeak.com to check out the latest blog, grab yourself a book, or you can book me for an upcoming event. Or if you just want to send me a message, you know, I love to get mail. So send me a message from writtentospeak.com. All right. That'll do it for another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. Do I know what that episode is? Absolutely not. But but there will be one. There will be one. All right. Much love, friends.